Alright, welcome everyone to the latest and greatest episode of the Summoning Hour. Nope, wrong podcast. I'm on autopilot. Fuck this week. I'm done. <laughs> I'm so done. <laughs> <laughs> welcome Off to, to Chester 6. This is the greatest podcast of all time, which is why I forgot its name. That's how this happens. This check is why we six. can't have a night. Yeah, check your six. I was not prepared. I was I'm not ready for this. Somehow, some reason I'm not ready for this. But here we are. We're going to go through this. We've got two weeks of Pro League matches to catch up on for NA due to life circumstances and thunderstorms and straight up couldn't get it together last week. Uh, so we got two weeks of Pro League to catch up on, which Syntax is going to be guiding us through. And I've got the latest and greatest from the three collegiate leagues as we we are moving slowly into playoff form, which is really exciting times as we're getting the best of the best playing each other in these second and later phases of each of the leagues. So teams are in their primes hopefully they have the conditioning to keep making these matches as good as they have been we'll just have to wait and see how the playoffs round the round things out but pro league first we i noticed i went through and checked on liquipedia there's been no more player movements at least in in a there's been some in south america and europe a little bit but uh, nothing in NA, and it's been relatively quiet since last week, though you did send me a juicy potential rumor leak. I don't know if anything of that was confirmed uh, regarding, who was that, oh, LG yeah, and EG? Yeah, EG, yeah, the, uh, the Gs. Um, so what's happening next season, right? So they're going to a dedicated full LAN pro league, right? Uh, nice. And in doing so, they are forcing everyone to move to Vegas. Damn. Yeah. So everyone will be uh, centralized in, in Las Vegas. And, you know, that's why, you know, I was, everyone was wondering, why is Dark Zero moving, blah, blah, blah. Even I was like, why the hell is Dark Zero moving to Vegas? Like, what? <laughs> it's like, it's so expensive out there, you know? But um, I, I asked them, and they were like, well, next, um, next season, they're forcing everyone to move to Vegas. And I guess LG and EG um, are just not cooperating which mm. means that they're going to get knocked out of pro league uh which move which leaves disrupt and sonics to come back up into pro league um that's rumored mm. i don't know if it's confirmed just yet it could be i haven't seen it anywhere as someone can correct me on that but um but yeah, and I had I was here I was I was looking at some things, some like forums and stuff, and people on Reddit, and they were like, actually, they're like, yeah, I actually talked to a couple of people on LG, and apparently, like, they've never even um talked to their owners. That's people insane. on LG. So like these players are just playing for this team, and like they've never actually like talked to like the higher management, if that makes sense yeah that's crazy 
so like, like how do you how do you play for a, an organization and like not want to talk to the to the manager you know like yeah i mean i guess that's cool to like be autonomous and things you know they were kind of just given a house i think and they were like okay here you go play it up and then they've just never had communication with the higher-ups like um that's insane to me to think mm-hmm. like you have a coach and a manager and five players maybe even a backup player um and you're being paid by an organization that you never really had to interview with you never really had to negotiate i mean how did negotiations go for contracts like was it just all over email is it is this are these teams still just being like oh yeah we'll we'll make our own negotiations without a lawyer when signing pro league contracts like who knows maybe you... it was done through a, maybe it was done through like a, a headhunter like a hiring yeah. agent you know like a you know a liaison between like the ceo and, and the players this liaison was just like hey we want to buy you and they bought them they were like here you go have yeah. fun i mean it, it's possible possibly I, I just i just thought especially with how like when i think about it lg i i need i would need to go back through and see what teams that they actually have in esports but call their seattle call of duty team isn't doing anything right now they're doing like promo stuff but they're not competing lg probably has a rocket league team that's a small small organization to help run that but uh, Psionics has their stuff together when running their pro league. Rainbow Six has their stuff together for pro league. It's an up, it's a growing game. You would think some attention would be paid to it, and it, it, to me, as a as someone who would consider like running a business, to have some sort of investment and resources there, and not be interacting with them, not trying to build them up or make that investment worth more, and be involved with them, that's kind of crazy making yeah honestly um but anyways uh i guess you know apparently eg is eg i've actually heard is might be dissolving uh that's a rumor as well um just take that with a grain of salt you know they haven't really been doing all that well recently considering they are last place yeah you know I mean, they are they're one in the seven right now with a negative 28 round differential which is ugh. pretty damn bad that's uh, really bad pro league so um yeah I've, I've heard that they might be uh dissolving also um like dissolving just their rainbow six or their they're their team, the Rainbow Six team. They might be okay. pulling out Rainbow Six. Okay, gotcha. That makes more sense. Dissolving the whole brand. I yeah. Uh... No, no, not dissolving <laughs> the brand. They they might be pulling out of out of Rainbow Six. Yeah. Gotcha. That makes apparently more sense the, the the new owners. They're the ones they came in and they did the whole rebrand with the new logo and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and apparently it's just been absolute trash mm-hmm. um, with the new management. So they might be just pulling out. I mean, um, it, it might be crazy, or is the on the cgg website is there a logo upside down for you yes it is april fool i'm guessing well it's april 2nd you think they would change it back but 
you know esports we're not on top of it like, <laughs> that's true we, we meme hard and then we forget about forget about memeing yeah that's true We've got um, bigger fish to fry <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but uh the first week of pro league honestly was was something else i'll tell you what um so starting on monday the 23rd so we've got two weeks of pro league to catch up on here so bear yeah. with me monday the 23rd right um dz played tsm uh and tsm won seven four um they took um they they played on villa right and normally dz plays really well on villa uh but tsm just absolutely um they were just dominant on on villa they must have <laughs> i don't know what they did they must have just squirmed the hell out of villa but all their costs are over 70 percent, which is absolutely ridiculous that is insane like everyone everyone's rating was over one so everyone went uh positive overall uh like even merc 1.06 he was eight and nine uh and then or eight kills nine deaths but then what was that three three entry assists two normal assists or yeah three yeah just he ended up pulling out a positive ratio at the end Mm -hmm. and ended up having tied for the highest cost on the team three of them geo pojo man and merc cost of 82 percent yeah must have just been rolling round after round after round Mm mm-hmm and and Pojo Man had an eighty two percent cost as well. Oh, I misread that. Uh, oh, did I misread that? Oh, I and Merc. Pojo Man. Yeah, Pojo yeah, Man, Merc, and Geo. Yeah, all three of them had an eighty two. And then achieved and Bolo were also tied at seventy three percent. Like mm-hmm. everything they did was effective. I don't. Um, I, I don't know about Merc's eighteen percent survival rate, but I mean if he every round he still managed to pull something off yeah um what i think is really if you know what it really amazes me uh about pro league is on looking at some of their like headshot ratios for each of the matches um i think that's i think i think that's really ridiculous <laughs> yeah like hot and cold uh 86%. like an 86% head headshot ratio <laughs> And I mean, you take him out of a pro league setting and just say go and be free. He's gonna wreck every single one of your ranked matches with just or unless unless it's a cheater because cheaters are uh, that's pretty true. rampant at the moment. I feel like every time I get online, whatever it didn't matter what it is, most mostly Twitter. I usually get online and it's always a bunch of pro people complaining about playing cheaters. Yeah. You know, like I, you know, I, I don't know what Ubisoft is doing, but like you, you, you have people complaining about cheating twenty four seven. Like, what are you? Oh, I, I, not I mean, I can't speak for them, but. You know, I don't it's know what they're doing just, behind the scenes. It's not just Rainbow Six, though. Like, 
all the Warzone stuff that came out with Call of Duty. Yeah, but COD just COD just uh, banned like fifty thousand accounts. Uh, I like fifty thousand people. Yeah, like IP banned them. You know, yeah. like it wasn't just account banning; they IP banned them. <laughs> but which I mean, is I'm something just thinking, Ubisoft needs to do. I'm just thinking with the huge volume of people who are at home online twenty four seven now. It just there's a lot more cheaters online all the time now and companies just weren't aren't capable of dealing with that kind of volume like as much as you think it is automated a lot of it can be and is but depending on how judicious they are or about verifying their accounts um of for cheating before just automatically banning them um it could take human investigation to go in account by account if they're not mm -hmm. super obvious about it um honestly i think siege needs to implement something like um counter-strike i don't know if you're familiar with counter-strike's overwatch system mm -mm. nope so you can sign up for overwatch i don't know what the prerequisites are but essentially what happens is you know you got all these community members that are like in the overwatch program and it helps out the company because what happens is when someone gets reported for cheating uh it takes like a clip of the match automatically and then it sends it to one of the overwatch members and then those overwatch members can review uh the clip and be like okay yeah this guy is definitely cheating and then like hit the button like recommend mm -hmm. ban to the company like they don't ban them but like they're like yeah this guy is cheating and then like the company will just take all the overwatch files and be like okay and then just like ban as they see recommendation recommendations nice yeah crowdsourcing banning uh i think i want to say microsoft actually did something like that with the xbox 360 and they had just members of the community who were escalated in privileges and they could do the same thing ultimately i think they ended up canning that system because for legal reasons because of how much time and effort people were putting into that it was basically mm -hmm. becoming a full-time job and microsoft could have been held responsible for paying dues and insurance and stuff like that because they were essentially creating a job for someone to do and so they backed out of that i, I wonder if valve is still able to get around that that's a good question i don't know but Anyway, so DZ got flummoxed for sure. Yeah, and that took. Um, so before the whole split, we were you know DZ and TSM. I think were tied for first. Maybe not. I think TSM was just. Yeah, TSM was above. just ahead. Yeah. So let me. Okay. So now. DZ went from second. They're actually in fourth now, which is really surprising um, because the match that really costed them, not cost as in cost, but like, like the actual price, <laughs> um, was their match against EU. So surprisingly enough, let me see if I can filter it down again. Okay, so surprisingly enough, DZ tied against EU. Yeah. Which is, honestly, that really surprised me. It was on Cafe, 
and DZ's really, as far as I know, DZ's been pretty strong on Cafe. Mm -hmm. um, and especially against a newer team like EU, you'd think that they'd be pretty dominant over them, or at least, you know, have have a, a, a bigger advantage. But, <coughs> um, excuse me. So, what happened was DZ, they won the first four rounds of defense, and then EU won the last two attack rounds. And then um, EU won defense, DZ won two attacks, then EU won the last two defenses. Um, Cafe is a very, very defense-oriented um, map. And, you know, going 4-2 going on the split is not bad at all. Um, you know, all they had to do was win, uh, was it three attacks? Yeah. But uh, because it's a defender heavy map, um, it allowed EU to catch back up. And yeah, it's, it's either it's either win three attack rounds or win five defensive. Yeah, if they would have went to the split 5-1, I think yeah. they would have won. Mm -hmm. um, but the fact that they went 4-2 on the split... Normally four two is a very good split, right? But yeah. on a on a heavy defensive oriented map, it doesn't give you much buffer room on attack. And it, it would be interesting to see how it plays out if you had those three overtime rounds to decide a winner. Because tying, to me, this just looks like this is a, dis a decidedly heavy uh decidedly defender map and so going four two four two just means that they were evenly matched mm -hmm. which is surprising for united to be matched to, to hold their own against dz so kudos yeah. to them for pulling that off and like i hope dz i don't know whether or not this is dz having gotten comfortable or dz just being like it's E United on Cafe. We know what we need to do, and just E United having a better, a better night. Honestly, I think it was uh, a little bit of everything. I think it mm -hmm. was EU coming in very prepared because you know they're playing against DZ, and I think that was scary to them. And so I think they just practiced their ass off. Um, you know, not just Cafe. They probably practiced every map. They probably just scrimmed you know night after night mm -hmm. you know day after day um getting ready for this match specifically um and you know they went in eu was ready to play um and dz was obviously ready to play but i think dz made a couple mistakes that weren't big mistakes but they were big enough to um have a heavy impact um on their defensive rounds and that allowed EU to kind of exploit them, and that's why they were able to take two attack rounds. Yeah. But it's, um, it's interesting to see how that played out. It was. It was. A, it was a really good match, though. And for that to be what DZ's second match uh, since coming back from break and coming out with a loss and then a tie but then having even some surprise matches like uh, earlier this week, having like reciprocity take down TSM. Like that screws yes. up the scoreboards insanely 
Yes, that was a that was a huge upset. Um, and honestly, I wouldn't have expected it. No way. Um, <laughs> no way. I mean, reciprocity <laughs> is not reciprocity anymore. It's just the guys from reciprocity. Like these are essentially a at this point, like they are pro league team players and have that experience and have that camaraderie and uh practice and methodology about themselves saying that they're pro league but they they're no longer represented or representing a like a team and it, it's so weird to think that where they were at the end of the split just being like well they were third from last something like that who reciprocity yeah yeah and so to have them come back against tsm like this it makes me excited to see them play all the more but again you have to look at how they're consistently playing and for them to tie eg but then beat tsm the first place team they have to work on their consistency yeah but if you look at it this way um, I think the reason that Reciprocity was able to take Border, they, so they played on Border, right? I think the reason they were able to take TSM on this map is because, you know, you've got one, you've got at least one veteran, two veteran, I would say two veteran players on TSM, right? So you got Geo and you got Poja Man, who've been playing for a while. Mm-hmm. But on Reciprocity, you've got, I don't remember how long Bio has been playing. I don't think he's been playing as long. But you got four veteran players who've been playing since, you know, season one, pretty much, and they've been playing Border since you know since that map came out, and they've played it many, 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 many times. And I think that they know that map a lot better than mm. than TSM did. Gotcha. Because they've you know they might have not had been playing on the same team, but they've played this map consistently for years, and I think that they were able to pull all their knowledge because they're all. I mean, if you think about it, they were all from different teams, right? Yeah. And, you know, Laxing and Fox A have been reciprocity since God knows how long, and then Vertical and Slash Egg were from uh, for, were from Rogue. You know, they were able to kind of pool their knowledge together. Uh, about different strats for this map and i think Mm -hmm. that's the reason they were able to just destroy tsm on it what i love is seeing how the map ban went tsm banned coastline uh, reciprocity banned consulate no clubhouse from tsm no villa from reciprocity no cafe from tsm and then so it's down to border and theme park now theme park just having gotten reworked Nobody wants to play theme park. I don't no think anybody one. is. I don't think anybody is ready to play theme park yet. I think you're going to see theme park banned pretty consistently for at least another couple weeks. What um, What I love is that it was saved for last, so that uh, reciprocity could have just really, really thrown a curveball, and like that might have been making TSM a little bit nervous. Mm-hmm. Instead of just Honestly, getting, I think. I think the match would have gone very, very differently um, if TSM decided to just play theme park. Be like, you know what, fuck it, we're going to play theme park. And honestly, I don't know why they didn't because, you know, if I'm if I'm a newer developed team playing against a bunch of veterans, I'm not going to play a map that they have played hundreds of thousands of times. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I agree. Let's let's take him to the same fucking playing field, 
yeah. you know, where we all have the ex the exact same amount of experience to theme park, right? Yeah. They should have. That's what they should have done. Um, you know, they may not have had this, you know, a, a, a terrible amount of strats, but at least they've all got the exact same amount of playtime on the map. Yeah. Um, and I mean, at that point, they were sitting at 28 points and Re reciprocity was at 17 points. Space Station Gaming would have been at what, 20? Because if they hadn't played their match yet for the week or one of their matches for the week. So an eight point lead minimum over uh, second place. And you have three maps to choose. You had, what was it? You had Cafe, Theme Park, and Border. You know Border is one of Reciprocity's favored maps. You know that they have a lot mm -hmm. of history on it. They, you know that they know it very well. Cafe, just, I mean, Cafe is Cafe. I, I don't know how yeah. better else to describe it. But then I'm you having have a great with that one. You have Theme Park, a, a totally unknown thing. And you chose to ban Cafe, either because you felt like you had a better chance on Border or because you just don't like cafe and theme park is this big question mark i have to think that instead of going with either of the maps that you know especially when you're in such a dominant lead you ban border you leave it to cafe and theme park mm -hmm. that's just me like i think cafe is just one of the like I don't know how I feel about Border. I like it as a map overall, um, but my performance is all over the place, so I can't really say how I really feel about it competitively, but Cafe just seems like I don't want to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I'm surprised. I'm honestly really surprised that Theme Park wasn't, like, banned, you know, farther up you know like yeah. one of the one of the first ones to be banned um which honestly leads me to to think that they were like honest it seems like they were playing a game of chicken yeah like, yeah who's 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 gonna pick the map you know uh but who knows i don't know what they're you know no one knows what their thought process is whenever they they ban maps but i'm honestly surprised they left it all the way down to theme park and border Huge surprise to me. Scrolling through a number of these other matches that have happened over the last two weeks, uh, Theme Park actually makes it to the mid to late bands more often. Yeah, so like uh, LG versus Space Station Gaming. Theme Park was the third, uh, the fifth overall map ban out of six. And uh what was it uh was it tempo and has no. anyone i don't think anyone's played no uh, i don't think anyone's there, played theme park yet there was a match according to uh i just clicked through a whole bunch of games what game was that i uh, will find it we'll go through the other games what other games caught your eye in this last week um besides tsm and rec um Oh, uh, EU and Tempo, right? So mm -hmm. what really confuses me is the fact that so EU is able to tie DZ, right? And then they go and play Tempo, and they lose 3-7. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? 
on Villa. Um, yeah. I don't. I I could not tell you what happened other than Tempo just absolutely annihilated them. And and honestly, looking at their cost, all their costs, that's exactly what happened. Eighty percent, hundred percent, eighty percent, eighty percent, sixty percent. Yeah. So, and everyone was above uh, a one a one point rating except for betters. Hmm. And by the way, reciprocity versus EG was a six-six tie on Theme Park. Who? Reciprocity and reciprocity EG. EG. Oh yeah. yeah, from the twenty-fifth. Oh, it is on Theme Park. I'm gonna go back and watch that VOD. I want to see. I want to see Theme Park being played. And see, this is this is what I'm telling you about, right? So, as it's, it's a tie because these two teams, regardless of their standings, just don't know the map. They have the exact same knowledge of the map because they've all mm-hmm. had the same amount of playtime on it. And as of right now, it's very defender heavy. If you know how to play it right, theme park. Anyone who's played it, I'm assuming if you've even played the game, you've played the the new theme park. Is that it yep. is extremely annoying to attack um i wouldn't say it's like extremely difficult but it's extremely annoying because theme park is uh, one of those maps where it's just very fluid and you can get anywhere almost instantly um it's not a it's not a terribly small map but it's because it's so fluid you can go anywhere um pretty fast uh and Especially holding the, I think the the worst spot to attack at the moment is throne room. If you're defending it, it's kind of like an mm. instant go to first when defending theme park is the, is the throne room. And what's annoying about it is there's only two entrances, right? Yeah. One is and then they're both they're both small doorways. One doorway being a split with two doorways leading. You know, you've got say this is the hallway right and this is the Mm -hmm. doorway you go up and there's two doorways in a hallway looking at that single doorway where you come in and you just funnel (laughs) and it's extremely hard to attack um unless you can get the either the barrels wall open or the uh the maintenance wall open uh and those are hard to to get open because you know you've got the you got the the whole twenty second meta going, right? You got the Wamis and the uh, the Wamai. I'm sorry, Wamai, the Wamais <laughs> and the uh, Jaegers set up everywhere. So it's hard to nade over, um, especially if you if you're defending first. You can def- you can sit there and uh, you can ban uh, Thermite or Maverick. Either one would would suffice, uh, mm-hmm. and you can just sit there and deny the wall entries. And then half the site is is un unbuckable so like only the other half of the site is uh is is has vertical play to it so you can like buck or sledge it it's just really annoying to attack but anyways moving on uh real quick so i I was really curious about this uh out of the four uh reciprocity matches that have happened in the last two weeks they only banned theme park once and that was in the match against TSM, and it was the very last ban. So they decided to go to border instead of playing that map. But otherwise, the other three matches that they played, 
they either played theme park or the other two teams banned it early kind of mid and early like first or second ban on the other side so okay i I think reciprocity is playing the game of we don't care what map we play on so we're not we're going to take the opposite approach to a lot of people and just be like theme parks in play for us i think that's what they're doing just willing to push that and leave that be a kind of like a wild card Mm-hmm. And, and it's another flavor of how they're approaching the league right now and i mean in that flavor they banned theme park to go to border and they took out the first place team like the decidedly first place team in in a pro league standings and they won mm-hmm. crazy crazy balls to be playing that kind of game but kudos to them for playing it Oh man. But uh other than that, um, you know, Space Station beat EU. No real surprise there. Mm-hmm. But it didn't it did come down to seven five on Code Slime, which is pretty good for EU. especially against Space Station. Um, I, I'm I'm just gonna come out and say it. It's whenever T S or E G can get three, five rounds, it's like a good game for them. Mm-hmm. So I mean, EG pulled through. I mean, they tied Reciprocity. They had their three rounds against LG. They were able to manage like TS managed to tie EG. So like your bottom of the barrel teams equally bad together. Like okay, that seems about right. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I think the rest of the match just kind of went. When is expected? DZ mm-hmm. beat EG, seven uh, five. Reciprocity beat LG, seven uh, two. And then TSM straight up, absolutely murdered Tempo Storm seven zero. Oh no! An appropriate match for April first. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have a match, April Fools. Yeah, Yikes. TSM. Okay, TSM. Get this. TSM won literally every single attack round on Cafe. <laughs> Which is, for those who don't know, you know, we were talking about another defender heavy map, is this Cafe, right? Winning mm-hmm. every single attack round on Cafe is very impressive. And then they go on to, to win the, the first defense. <laughs> And when if you look at the round by round uh, site decisions from Tempo Storm, back to back rounds, Bar Cocktail lost both of them. Back to back rounds, Service Cooking lost both of them. Back to back rounds, Reading Dining lost both of them. So like yeah. they didn't try and change things up round after round. They thought that they no, were they onto something. They they did. That's that's like the typical thing to do is you know you you pick a site. Mm-hmm. Um, if it doesn't work, you can either go to the next site or you try again. And they probably they they try it again, but probably with a different strat, right? Yeah. So they have multiple strats for each site. Sure. Um, you know, so they went, okay, we're gonna go bar. They lost. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna try something different on bar. You know, they went and they lost again. They're like, okay, obviously this isn't working. Let's go to the next site. Went to service cooking, did the same thing, uh, and then lost both. And they're like, okay, let's move on again. 
went to reading and dining i lost both of them they're like okay well that sucks <laughs> I, I i have a problem with that on a map that you know is decider heavy or defensive heavy and you just lost three rounds back to back it's like okay take on that la on that third round take your tactical timeout and just like not try and win the round and figure out what you're going to do when mm -hmm. that third round looks like it's lost figure out what you're going to do because this back to back rounds back to back rounds back to back rounds it's going to be red it's going to be destroyed as you've already seen try mm -hmm. something else like i know the strategies can vary just very differently round to round from site to site you have to have that depth but i mean when you come out four five when you come out five rounds deep and you're then you have to go attack that mm, mm, no yeah Any other matchups you think worth talking about? I mean, it, yeah, I, I went through the scores. I saw some of the highlights. And, yeah, it was basically what I expected except for the reciprocity versus TSM and some of the ties that happened. Yeah, you know, uh, we, had, we had a couple upsets. We had a couple surprises. We had a couple butt clinchers. <laughs> but... Um, the, the the DZ versus EG match really kind of uh, made me clench my butt. Yep. For a bit. <laughs> Especially on consulate. Mm -hmm. But uh, I I always like watching um, SSG on coastline. It was good against DZ. That was also good. Pretty back and forth, but just space station came around on the attacking side and just had more rounds back to back dz couldn't seem to get anything going on defense yeah pretty much but anyways that's pretty much it for pro league so far um mm -hmm. let's uh we could probably go ahead oh um before we move on we have some some game updates coming Teromo 6. Oh. Um, I don't know if you've seen them that are in the test server right now. But. I've seen people talking about it. I haven't actually read all the notes yet. Let's see here. Um, so. Okay. So. Buck, okay, so first off, Buck is losing his frag grenades. Um, and he's getting more skeleton key ammo in his uh in his skeleton key. So he's gonna have five plus one in his magazine now. So he's going up to twenty-five maximum maximum bullets instead of twenty. Um he, instead of instead of frags, he's actually getting a claymore now, right? Uh Jaeger. He is no longer a three-speed. He's now a two-speed, two-armor, um, which a lot of people are mad at. Yep. Like, oh, it's a nerf, but it's not the nerf we wanted, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. While they're correct, it's not really the nerf that... It's not, it's not something that should have been done. They should have taken away one of his ADSs 
my opinion. And that's what a lot of the community is saying because that's how it needs to be. Yeah, there's mm. there's too much utility with the whole 20-second meta. I don't know if you've heard that term. No, I haven't heard the 20-second meta. Uh, I mentioned it when we were talking about theme parks, the whole 20-second meta, right? Mm -hmm. So the 20-second meta is means uh, all the attackers can't push site until 20 seconds left because of how much utility there is available for the defenders. Got it. That's what they call the 20-second meta um, because there's so much utility that the attackers have to clear out first. Yep. I mean, we, we um, talked about that like a, like a month or so ago when I was talking like, what's my dream comp right now and it's like jaeger and goyo and just all of these all of these people just to buy time because you're taking away so much space you're taking away so much information that, mm -hmm. or like and then you're just you're leaving them with the only strategy of go 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 and that's a huge huge pitfall to be to be put into every single attacking round yeah and Jaeger being a two-speed, two-armor, and people are saying it's a nerf. Mm -hmm. But to be totally honest, um, I think it's a I think it's a buff. Um, and I would highly, I would highly welcome anyone to try and debate me on that because <laughs> while he's losing a little bit of speed, imagine him still his his four one six is ridiculously good. I would say mm -hmm. I would argue that it is one of the best guns on defense. So imagine having the best gun on defense with more armor now mm -hmm. yeah you're sacrificing some speed but now you now you have more survivability Yair's already a pain in the ass to kill as it is but now he's he's got even more health now um or or at least more damage resistance um this one i'm actually really sad about i can understand why but i'm so sad about it <laughs> ozzy is losing his super shorty shotgun he was my mozzie was my absolute favorite roamer because of his versatility right mm -hmm. um you know i now I, I trust the devs as much as i can they're i think they're going about nerfing these things the wrong way like they're nerfing the characters themselves um and not nerfing the like the the utility they bring, right? Mm -hmm. He still has three mozzie pests or three three uh like the the pests, right? Yep. Um, and that is that is a huge disadvantage for the attackers. Um, I think they should have just taken away a pest or re you know changed like made like a decay system for the pests. Like so after you after you set the pest like uh you know a certain amount of time before it disables or like it, it runs it, you know it's it ruins a, or whatever like a reverse legion mine yeah yeah so like um you know you shoot the pest and if it doesn't catch anyone in 45 seconds it deactivates uh, destroys. it deactivates it destroys itself yeah um but he's losing a super shorty and i, I it sucks so much because i loved <laughs> Being able to roam, he was a really strong roamer because of his shotgun, you know, like especially like on consulate or something. You know, I was able to mm -hmm. roam and you know, we're defending basement. I was able to roam second floor and bust all the hatches and sit there and watch the hatches because I have a shotgun to do that. Um but now you can't. And that honestly it it, it removes a lot of um opportunities for for uh for strategies with Mozzie because of that. Or strategies yeah. in general. I mean, um, yeah, because, if you're 
if you're taking away his ability to roam, but he still has the pests, like it seems like they're trying to rein him back in from roaming. Yeah, and I I don't understand that because yeah. you know it was always nice when he had a mozzie and someone didn't like bring impacts or something to make a rotate. Mozzie was able to make that rotate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was able to to get to places uh, to roam that you normally couldn't have um, unless you're using a, a a roamer with a with impacts, right? Right. Um, and stuff like that. It's just you are t- by taking away this one thing, you are seriously hindering him as a as a player while he still remains extremely strong in utility. And I think that it should have been vice versa. I think that they should have just taken away one of the pests or something um, and left him how he is. Um, gotcha. This one really kind of confused me. <laughs> um, so Ying, right? So they had a lot. They did a lot of stuff to Ying. Ying um, is getting a damage buff. Her LMG is going up to forty-six damage, up from forty-two, I think. Um, which is really strong. Yeah. Uh, you know, her LMG was pretty good as it was, um, but they 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 buff the they buff the damage of it, and then and then <laughs> she's they're taking away her claymore and giving her smokes, and then they're giving her one more candela charge. So she'll have a total of four candela charges. Wow. Right? Yeah. So they increased her damage. They gave her more candelas and they gave her smokes. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. I Talk mean, about losing yeah. visibility. Um, imagine being able to smoke site and then absolutely spam candelas on the site. So now you're blind mm-hmm. uh, both by flash and by smoke. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and then I, you... <laughs> I kind of have to think about it almost like a, a pitcher in baseball, like someone who's got three really good pitches. Now you can go candela, candela, smoke rapidly and set the pace of the match that way. Or you go candela, mm-hmm. smoke, candela, candela. And each time you do that, the other team is preparing to use their utility. They're preparing for something. And maybe you cause someone to overreact and then it puts them out of place. And if you can't keep track of the candelas that have gone off because your team wasn't around or because someone died and just forgot to communicate that bit, suddenly now you have so much more utility to keep track of. Four candelas. Mm-hmm. How many smokes? Two? Yeah. And yeah. And then you have a wild firing LMG coming in there. <laughs> With 46 damage? Yeah. I mean, that's almost a 10% buff. That's... Mm-hmm. That's a heavy swing. It is. It really is. Um, and so this one, this next this next change uh, is to the TCSG. And for those of you who don't know what TCSG is, it's it's Cade and Goyo's shotgun, the, the okay. DMR shotgun, right? Um, so they're increasing the amount of ammo it has, but uh, they're sev- severely decreasing the damage on it. Um, right now, so the, the TCSG has a damage of 84, and it takes like two shots to down someone. It is really strong. Um, but 
not as strong as what they did to it. So they reduced the damage from 84 to 55. Wow. Yeah. So I was, I was, uh, I, I, I overlooked Rogue Nine, uh, was talking about how, uh, they they did a test on the CCSG and uh, so remind you all oh, this is in the test server no everything some of this stuff could change it's in the test server for a reason they're testing all these changes some of these changes might be reverted who knows but the TCSG is right now it's a two shot down right in the test server it takes like almost ten shots to down someone yikes <laughs> it's like it's like uh it's like six to eight um shots to down them and then like another two to secure the kill right so it's like a total of 10 shots minus four you know or versus the current four shot <coughs> you know um and honestly like with the, the 55 damage and then with the damage drop off um that's ridiculous yeah you know that's nuts no, I, I agree with decreasing the damage on the TCSG, but the amount they re decreased it by, I think, is yeah. a little bit too much. I think they instead of being instead of at fifty five, I think they should have put it at like maybe uh, like sixty five or seventy, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, nerf it just to just tastefully. You know, mm -hmm. don't don't just <laughs> crank the volume down all the way. Yeah, I mean, if there's, I mean, that's that's uh, the nerf hammer just like wailing on you in the face over and over. Mm. Like that, that is just, we hate this gun so much. What are we going to do about it? Just nerf it into the ground. Mm -hmm. Ten shots to take someone down. That's but anyways. no bueno. That's it for the changes that are currently in test server. Like I said, some of the stuff might not even happen because in the test server, it's there for a reason, mm -hmm. all this stuff. So um, I'm excited to see what changes stay, uh, what changes are tweaked, you know, what changes are actually coming. So, but uh, I think we we took a little bit too much time on with pro league and stuff. So that's all good. Uh, we had two weeks worth of catching up to do. We've got patch notes. We've got outside of the game team management stuff going on. It's a busy week altogether. Um, we're two weeks at Pro League, so and it's fine. We can we can cover this pretty quickly. There's uh, we'll cover collegiate pretty quickly. Uh, let's see. We will start with uh, College Rainbow Six League uh, CRSL. They are in week six of their eight-week playoffs and or eight-week group stage so there's three more weeks of this week six is going on right now but as far as week five matchups went we have university of colorado colorado springs attacking first on the border against university of texas san antonio b squad uh colorado springs took it seven to two university of kentucky or Tennessee Knoxville, sorry. Uh, they attacked first on Bank, and they ended up losing one to seven against Akron. Akron, still the powerhouse that we know them to be. Texas A&M Maroon attacked first on Bank, and they ended up losing five to seven against UTSA A Squad. Norwick 
lost seven to one to Miami on bank. Northern Arizona University attacked first on Cafe, and they lost seven to three to Longhorn Gaming. Humber had a makeup game from a previous week, and uh, their matchup from this week both took place on Consulate. The first match, the Humber lost seven to one to Wilfred Laurier Skill uh, University, and then they lost seven to two to Sheridan on their second matchup. So. Humber continuing their trend from last week and I think solidly putting in that they're just not to the same caliber as the rest of the teams in uh, CRSL. I I would need to go back and see when they qualified for CRSL and how they did it, but the other teams are just a cut above. And when I was questioning last week whether or not they might have had that turning point because they had so they had such a close matchup last week it just isn't so it just is not happening for them so uh, I don't know what's left for them to really accomplish this season other than with their heads held high that they made it this far and that there's room for improvement we'll have to see how it handles uh, going into the next season uh, Arizona State University gold attacked first on clubhouse against UAH Charger Blue, uh, University of Alabama Huntsville, and Alabama took it 7-2 to two over ASU, which was a little surprising to me. I, I know Charger Blue have been on the run lately, but ASU, I thought, had more in the gas tank, but not so much with the decisive win from Alabama. Ontario Tech went the distance against Norwick on bank, winning 8-7. to seven. Uh, Ontario looked like they had great com- communication when time was expiring in the last round, but instead of rushing back in, they were defending, and the diffuser was planted. OTU had three members still alive, and they were all off-site. They were all separated, but instead of rushing in, they waited for their, three, their team of three to be in place, and executed a great three-pronged approach to CEO. And with that huge vision coverage, uh, Hurlshur uh, was able to find a quick double kill on the last of the attackers. So time was running out. The diffuser was planted. It was a two-on-three uh, retake scenario, and communications were cool were calm they were coordinated and it just ended in a flash it was a brilliant way to end round 15 university of illinois or yeah chicago illinois university uh the the school with a really long acronym uh that we keep talking about uh they won against texas tech seven to four on cafe university of utah lost to northern arizona university on villa six to three or seven to three, sorry. Uh, Raging Cajuns versus Arizona State uh, Gold, so they had a makeup match as well this week, again on Clubhouse. Raging Cajuns took it eight to seven. It came down to a one v one on round fifteen, with just enough time to diffuse uh, to diffuse that the defense had to go for the diffuse, and the last attacker just came through and popped him as it happened he had to the 
defender had to make a choice and the attacker he knew where the attacker was they were off site they were on the catwalk in the garage of clubhouse he had put the defender had pushed them out pushed them back and he had a chance to defuse but he was still a solid two three seconds from finishing it but that was mm-hmm. a, a hell of a way to end that uh that match so like i said crsl has three more weeks of competition in group stages then they'll cut the teams in half i believe uh so it'll be two or two teams from each of the um two groups of eight so sorry uh four teams from each of the four groups that they have will be uh, mashed up in double elimination best of three playoffs going uh starting in a few weeks and near the end of april so that is something to definitely look forward to cea invite league finally got back on schedule with having their week eight invite league matches kick off we had now remember cea has that weird scoring system where they play two maps and if there's a or two wins a win and a tie two ties a win or a tie and a loss or two losses or a tie and a win there's different point values for each one basically um so they played two rounds this was virginia tech versus university of maryland college park uh maryland was attacking first on consulate they won seven to five and then ended up uh virginia tech was attacking first on cafe but they ended up tying six to six so only minimal point movements for um virginia tech and University of Maryland. I think Maryland will walk away with one point. Virginia Tech will walk away with one as well. Or, okay. no, uh, Maryland will walk away with two because it was a win and a tie. Virginia Tech will walk away with one point. Uh, Rutgers versus New York Tech was a, just a rough one to go through. Uh, New York Tech attacked first on coastline and much like TSM versus uh, EG seven to one just stomped into the ground, uh, and they were attacked first on coastline, so they went six and six and zero basically. No, nothing to really do or say about that one. Uh, the second map was border. Rutgers was attacking first on that, and still New York Tech stomped all over them seven to three. So that's it really for the matches with where we're at with cr6 cr6 is in week two of four weeks of phase two and the most of the teams haven't played their second week match yet or it hasn't been recorded to battlefy yet we'll probably get that this weekend so (laughs) not much else to say we caught up on cr6 on monday so that's pretty much the same place where we're at right now so as we're looking at it, CEA is week eight is the last week for invite league. So we should be getting into playoffs starting next week. Oh, good. Uh, CRSL, like I said, has three more weeks of group play. Then they're in playoffs. And then CR6 has, what was it week three, week four? And then we're going into phase three playoffs. So we've got... The playoffs, the the season's coming into an end. It's coming into its final form. We're going to see who can have the stamina to make it all the way through. 
last year or last season's fall or the fall season's champion triple crown akron is definitely still in the running across all three leagues so if we see a back-to-back three league champion i really hope akron takes that squad to challenger league and sees how well they do if they end up starting to graduate and rolling off i hope that they stay together as a challenger league squad and that's that's the coverage at this point i do have some cool stats though from cr6 cr6 has definitely upped their game with their stats um i am looking more into the nitty-gritty details but their leaderboards are kind of fun so one CR6 thing i noticed has uh, stepped up their game with stats there's yeah it, it, it seems like it's a little bit it's still different than how it was last year and i really liked how last year represented the team play and the team um, matchups and matches and how they tracked all that it was easier for me to follow maybe it's just a personal thing but now we're starting to get into like really tracking individual player performance team performances ratings separating premiere from open and then all overall where it's combining all the different phase performances so there's some really cool data in here and i wanted to highlight a little bit of this the first is nugs nugs is from edinburgh university now i hadn't been tracking them at all like in all honesty like hadn't even really heard of them um until i was digging into these uh, stats this last time and i think they are they're in premier league so they're in like the top 70 70 some teams i think they're and i want to say they're around 30 but nugs is third overall out of the entire cr6 open and premier league third overall for his kills per round 1.45 his individual player rating, how they've calculated it, is at a 1.88. He is slaying everything. Everything that moves, he is killing it. And when I What's say that, I don't... What? What's, What's his, his name, name again? Nugs, N-U-G-G-S, period. Who's, um, that's on Akron? Uh, no, he's in Edinburgh. Edinburgh, that's right, okay. And so when I say he's slaying everything, I literally mean it because he's the number one slayer in the entire league. He's got 151 frags. Jeez. How many deaths? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's go to His name Nugs. is just Nugs, like N-U-G-G-S dot. Yep. He, so overall, all phases of CR6 spring, Nugs is sitting at 151 kills, 30 assists, 51 deaths out of 104 rounds played. His KD is almost three. And uh, I believe that looking his, at his, uh, his R6 tab. His KAD is 3.55. He's averaging yeah. 1.45 kills per round and a th every three rounds getting an assist, basically. His survival so, rate is 51%. So uh, he has been diamond since Chimera. Damn. He's been diamond rank since Operation Chimera and his 
his seasonal ranked right now, KD is mm-hmm. 1.97. Uh, and so kudos to Nugs. Like, and he's also yeah, he's, a he's a gunner. And so his 1.88 rating is the best in the league as well. Best in the league rating overall play, top fragger, and mo- third most kills per round. That's in zero six. Yeah, and one of his <laughs> like the thing is he's not even on the assists ladder. Like, I think I said he had thirty assists. The top ten in at thirty nine. One of his he gets teammates. All his own kills. What was that? Yeah, he gets all his own kills. He gets all the kills. And I, I think he's probably kill stealing from his teammate because uh, Ghost Toilet has forty six assists and he is third overall. So Nugs is a kill stealing bastard, is what's happening. You say Ghost Toilet? I forgot. Ghost Dash Toilet. I love that name. That's that's perfect. Nugs and Ghost Toilet. He's got they 46 go together. Forty six assists. Forty six assists. Yeah, first place kill stolen. Yeah, and but here's here's the crazy thing. When if we look at the assists leaderboard, first, second, and sixth are all from Wisconsin Esports Red. Now Wisconsin has had uh, six player or six or yeah, I think six or seven players, and so they've three of them are consistently playing. Two of them, two or three of them have rotated out. Um, but Wisconsin Red, forty nine assists assists 47 assists and then 41 assists and then the one guy who's not on there or one of the guys who's not on there is on the all-time frag leaderboard just underneath nugs with 144 frags so maybe ty fry from wisconsin is taking all of the frags from three of his teammates and so they all keep getting just the leftovers I mean, I think that would be hilarious. I want to, I want to hear the team say, "Oh yeah, Nugs or Ty Fry is just a kill stealing asshole." Like, <laughs> just okay. There's their persona, or maybe maybe what's happening? Wisconsin's just roaming four squad all the time, and just Ty Fry's getting the last bullet. Uh, what other cool stats do we have in here? Those are the ones that I really wanted to point out because it's really impressive just to see consistently teams show up from one to another uh, leaderboard. So they are, I think Edinburgh is definitely a team to watch. Now, they they were three and one in phase one. So they were still a really solid team. I think they played some weaker teams overall. They got 2-0'd by um, CU Boulder Black. So, I mean... CU Boulder has been competitive for years now, uh, consistently competitive, and Edinburgh is on that cusp. They've got my attention at the very least. They put, mm-hmm. keep putting stats up like this; they'll be they'll be up there in no time. With Nug, I mean, highest rating on Nugs, you know he's straight up a solid player, and he might just need a little bit of assistance, like. When we look at some of his other teammates, uh, they're under one. They're two of their um, main players are about 0.75 and below. So you know that there's some there's some slack that could be picked up. Um, 
but they've got a really good captain. I'm assuming he, Nugs is the captain, and if he can teach them some deeper strategy or get some of their gunplay improved, Edinburgh is going to be popping up, I think, a lot more next season. Yeah, I think so too. Especially with a player like him. Um, mm -hmm. Seems like he's going to be pretty dominant in the league. Yeah. I, I want to see where they are in CEA, if they're a multi-league team or not. Um, I imagine that they have to be with how big uh, CEA's open league is. So I, I'm hoping that they can get some more practice and find some good scrims and really improve over time. Uh, that's co that's collegiate. We're getting down to the playoffs. I'm I'm looking at how we can double down on this. I want to get interviews rolling again, so I might record some off stream, and then just um, edit that into the final podcast as it goes. I'll share it with Syntax so that he can have some opportunities to listen in and have some commentary on that when we come back to the podcast. But we will try and add some more flavor to the collegiate coverage especially as we start limiting the teams that are still playing week after week that's all i've got that's all we've got for check your six any last messages syntax nope uh don't believe so awesome well you can always catch the podcast at anchor.fm slash check your six that's with the number six and you can leave messages if you add slash message to the end of that hyperlink and we will hopefully hear from you soon you can always reach out to me on social media at warlocker call pretty much everywhere and we will have to get some more cr6 or not cr6 but just some r6 playing because i did a stream the other night you couldn't hear me but damn was it smooth so definitely going to have to play some more rainbow six it was smooth and can confirm was watching it was good. It was good. Anyways, thanks for joining us, everyone. Hope you enjoyed listening. Hopefully you have something to say about what you would want to hear from the podcast going forward. Your your feedback, it feeds the soul. Bring it on. We've got it. Good, bad, ugly, whatever. I want it. Later, everyone. Later.